Ladies and gentlemen, wrestlers with experience, Mark Morell, Dietrich Davis, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Pegasus Lounge in New York City. When you're in Queens, New York, make sure to take yourself to the best hooker, music, and food bar in the city, 258-15 Hillside Ave, Queens, New York, zip code 11004. When you get a chance, just type in Pegasus Lounge NYC, and if you're in Queens or in the Long Island area, uh, preferably Floral Park, take yourself over there, get a hookah, drink, this, that, and the other. Also, starting this Wednesday, they are opening up during the day for a happy hour that goes from 4 to 7, where you can have hookah, great drinks, and at a great low price with some of the best finger foods in Queens, New York. Thank you so much. Allow us to leave you with some good vibes and good music. This is Action Bronson, Blue Chips, the album, track 924, year 7000, featuring Rick Ross. Off your feet, like Ryu you in the corner. Shit, man. Smooth, man. I'm a fucking smooth mover. Uh. Yo, if I didn't say it's me, you would probably think it's Sting. My fist go bling. What this old thing? I never switch up. My brother need a biscuit, then I'm gripped up. Hanging off my shoulder, fuck the bullshit. November rain came the same day. My daughter taught me how to do the nene to Kaya Trece. Only compare me to Kevin Spacey or Ruben Blades. The blunt fat like two Kamalas. Do a world tour and scoop some dollars. Come home and hit the pool hall. I'm fishbowling new impalas. Two Russian twins suck while I drive fast. Ladies and gentlemen, I think an action Bronson is very disrespectful. But I want to start off with something smooth, and I'm going to start doing music intros. That was just random as fuck, and I just saw action Bronson in my head. Hey, shit, it ain't no thing, man. I mean, that's kind of groovy right there. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little, little like slow moving. Them piano, that piano is fucking banging right there. And that bass line is sick, too. It's ironic that action Bronson is one of the biggest wrestling fans in the world. And if you've ever seen his shows live, he's always throwing someone off the stage. Like fans jump up to get clotheslined, powerbombed into the crowd. Wow. So it's so ironic that I went to Action Bronson. Rick Ross, I don't know about. Anyhow. Well, let's get on down to it, man. We've been gone for a minute, but we're back just, again. Just two weeks. And I think it was a good it was a good thing to take two weeks. We're gonna be um tripling up our content. We're gonna be looking to give you an episode a day mm-hmm. from this point forward. Um so just know that we're recording a lot of episodes in these one day. The episodes will still be twenty minutes to about forty five, sometimes an hour plus right. which which what we do. But I wanted the time to slow down. This is episode number fifty three. Um or obviously always you guys don't see it. Um, right now, but to the left of me is Mark Morell. What's good in the hood, folks? Hey, Mark Morell is back along with Dietrich we, Davis. Right, I can't say that, but we also call him Mister Mister M W Mister M Double. Yes, sir. Um, Mark Morell, also sometimes known as Mark Knight. I'm trying to get General Akbar to be his new in-ring name. <laughs> we have quietly been talking about trying to go for the what you call it cup. Oh, that cup. The Crockett Cup. The Crockett Cup. We might, you know, after certain things are uh, taken care of. Yeah, let's get let's get some things to, off. I might have to 
step back in there. That Crockett Cup looks real, real pretty. Yeah, man. And um, maybe so, maybe some uh, some tag team gold to go along with that. That's all. I, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. The, well, the tag team Crockett Cup gold, which right now currently. The, the tournament starts uh, this week, I believe. I just, I don't think the Briscoes are going to be very nice to those two old guys. Oh, to the, the Rock and Roll Express? Express? Oh, the hell no. Express. Nah, they're not, man. They, but There's no passion. But the Rock and Roll Express ain't no pushovers now. Nah, yeah. They've been doing this thing for damn near five decades. Right. Talking about something that was five de- decades long, um, WrestleMania 20, 26, you hear me? I was watching that last night. Right, okay. WrestleMania 35 has just passed. Right. It's officially two weeks old. And isn't it funny? That even though WrestleMania is two weeks old, it still it felt like it was already six months has passed. Exactly. It really feels as if that show is so old and so dead. It left no memories. It left no nothing. No disrespect. Nothing felt like the main event. Well, let's get down to it, man. Because at the end of the day, people sat and watched the Son of a Gun for damn near eight hours. Yeah, yeah, a little bit over eight they, hours. They were fidgety. They were tired. They were cold. They got wet. They got stuck in Jersey. WWE up oh, until me. about four. New Jersey. Yeah, I'm wrong. The shadow of New York City. Yeah, as they like to say, because they don't like to honor New Jersey. Um, I guess the bag rub since the Trump Tower incidents. I know, right? Shows, but long story short, we are looking at a situation where WrestleMania did not. They did not let New Jersey Transit know that the show was going to run past a certain time mm-hmm. and they, uni- the, they because of the union laws they have to send their workers home right and it's just that simple exactly I mean people want to go home so that they can get up and come to work and uh, operate those trains and buses for New Jersey Transit and um, you know I just feel bad for all the fans that was there that was trying to get home and, go, and was stuck Everyone end up paying double and quadruple all those uh, on those uh, Juno, Uber, and um, Lyft prices. If they yeah, because you know it spikes at that time. Mm-hmm. So you know midnight and, and in general, just getting out of New York City can be forty dollars on an Uber. Right. Just from New Jersey to this, that, and the other because you're ch- it's like a change of state fee or some shit like exactly. that. Exactly. So and the toll that you have to pay, which gets charged That's to right. your Uber. Mm-hmm. So. Me personally, tip. if I'm going to do a WrestleMania and it's ever going to be in New York and if we choose to go to one in the future years of New York, New Jersey, mm-hmm. I would ha- say we would have to rent a car. Yeah. I'd rather be stuck in traffic than be stuck in, in, in the transit system. Word. And not only that, I would... Uh, I would park out, out away from the park arena. Park away from the arena. <laughs> and also... And I would take the long way out of Jersey. And I, and I would send a plea to World Wrestling Entertainment... Don't torture people. Give us three and a half, maybe four. Four is pushing it. Three and a half. That's I it. Say, I say I say you can do five hours with the pre-show, mm-hmm. but that main show can't go over four fucking hours. Yeah, because eight hours, man. What the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, it was it was <laughs> it was rough. You yeah, get, it was extremely rough. So. Let although me go was, to my WrestleMania notes. So although there was no nothing that really felt like a main event. Let's get with the with the matches. Let's yeah, start let's with the start. Pre-show. Let's start with the pre-show. Um, the first match was the WWE Cruiserweight Championship with Buddy versus Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nish. Mm-hmm. Tony Nish became the new champion. We both, I have it. I mean, you know, I wrote everything down. Right. We both called that Buddy Murphy was going to win the match. Uh, it was a decent match. It was mm-hmm. okay. Great to start a show. Um, too bad it's one of the forgotten about matches immediately exactly. as it happens. I don't think they should have took the title off of Buddy Murphy. 
He was he's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. This there's something that's not clicking for me with Buddy Murphy just yet, though. Well, right now he's uh also with Tony Nese. Well, right now Tony Nese now is the main guy on 205 Live mm-hmm. as the Cruiserweight Champion. Um, he has some good matches coming up now. We got to see what these fresh matchups are going to be like with him as the champion. Yeah, I only agree. time will tell. Right. And then, you know, we're not going to run through this, but when we get time to hitting heavy talking points, people, we're going to get to the heavy talking points. So the next thing was the Women's Battle Royal. Carmella wins by tossing Sarah Logan over the top rope. And she gets absolutely nothing for the win, and she's not going to carry around that trophy. Exactly. I like like Carmella as a burnette, but it does make her face look slimmer for some reason. Yeah. I like the blonde hair Carmella, but I get it. There's too many blonde hair chicks on the roster. And, uh, you know, not to sound like some guy who has to make an opinion about her but i think she looks more appealing as a baby face now than what she was as a heel right when she I, was l- a blonde. I, I like the union between her and r-truth r-truth okay i think if they take r-truth a little bit serious he officially does a gimmick change get into a pair of tights like he did when he was with ziggler for a few weeks yeah and they put those two together they could be a real problem but i think if car if carmella is matched up with the right woman, she can be a good tag team. Yeah. And she's dope. At, at one point, I thought her and Naomi was a yeah. good match. And I think they probably would have, should have been um, a viable contenders for those uh, tag team straps. Right. Um, match number three, well, match number three on the on pre-show. pre-show was Zack Ryder versus, and Kurt Hawkins versus the Revival for the tag team titles. Now, didn't I tell you that they were going to put those titles on Kurt Hawkins and them? I mean, listen, they're going to give the hometown heroes a rub, just like how they did years ago when Naomi won the, the I think women's this title. Was, I think this was a political thing. Can I explain to you? Well, let's go on to it. Let me explain to you. So they wanted to stop his losing streak on Raw mm-hmm. about a few months before. Okay. And he goes, uh, what's his name? Kurt, Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins, right. Uh, explains to Vince that let it go on longer and wait for the right night to take the win off of me with this, that, and the other. So I think he politicked and Vince liked the idea because the big win worked out perfect. Right. And it broke the streak. But I think the revival, like many other talents in the company, which we'll talk about on another episode, right, are being punished with their threatening to leave to get titles. Or, want, and I think or that wanting was a great, to leave. Or wanting to leave because they didn't get titles. So we're going to give you your titles, but we're going to take the titles off of you on the pre-show with two dudes who would appreciate having the titles anywhere on the show. Yeah, well, you know, listen. And Kurt Hawkins and, these, and this guy are not a bad tag team. I think they need to look alike. Yeah, they do. I mean, as when they were the... Uh, Edgeheads. The Edgeheads, they looked like a tag team. Right. You know what I mean? They are an experienced tag team except that they went their separate ways mm-hmm. you know what i mean similar to the the heart foundation to a degree right. but um you know and we all saw who became the more successful of the two and who became the marty Janetti of the group right you know right, in, right, in, right. in a sense but nonetheless congratulations to zach and kurt for winning the titles the revival um i feel bad for them at this particular point of the game but it is what it is yeah I, I, um and we're going to do a separate episode on Sasha Banks. And remind me to bring up the revival then. Because there's a lot of shit that's happening that seems like, go ahead and play the AEW game if you want. 
We'll sit you down and then add those days to your contract. You want to sit home for 500 days? We'll extend 500 days. You'll be sitting home for 1,000 days with no pay and nowhere to go mm. legally. But we'll talk about that All right. on another episode. So then the main show opens up. What's the name comes out? What happened? Actually, oh, uh, one, one more pre-show the match. The, the fourth pre-show the, match. Which the, was the Battle Royal. The, the Andre, Andre Battle the Royal. Giant Battle Royal, right? which was fucking horrible it was based off of saturday night live yeah saturday night live did no build up for them on their main show mm-hmm. they built it around these two knuckleheads if i was a guy on a tv show with the body that i have i would have lost i would have got rid of my stomach went down from 240 340 to exactly 290 300 went out there in shape and showed my ass mm-hmm. to make the saturday night live company look fucking good right and to actually say hey vince give me six minutes at the end, and, and let me and Braun do our thing. And then not only that, Saturday Night Live didn't do anything to help cross promote. That's what I mean. The match. When yeah. you go, to, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. When you went to Saturday Night Live, their cross promotion was fucking horrible. They didn't even acknowledge WrestleMania for four shows, three shows they had in between with this. Yeah, Braun wins the the match, mm-hmm. which is a no brainer. Is this his second time as the champ winning that match? No, nope, this first? The, this is his first Andre Battle Royal. Remember, he won the greatest horrible. Royal Rumble. And he won that That's Saudi Arabia was, championship belt. Which they should have him walk around with to represent the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. See, this is my thing. You got a European championship. Why not honor the Saudi Arabia, the Middle East championship? Mm-hmm. What? Just honor it. You got the green strap. You got the belt. Honor the Middle East championship. Have him walk around with it. Right. You know, like I predicted, they would make a green belt strap with this, that, and the other, and they did that. Mm-hmm. Have Braun walk around with that belt. Show global brand awareness. Exactly. You, get me actually, whatever. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Shoot, Is, shoot, shoot. Since the Superstar Shakeup, which we'll talk about later on another episode, are two belt, are the United States Championship and the Intercontinental Championship on SmackDown? Uh, no, they're not. The, so they switched places. Yes, they did. The, the okay. The raw the, the the U.S. belt is on Raw. The Intercontinental is on SmackDown. So they should have sent both those belts over to SmackDown and let this the Middle East Championship stay on Raw. Well, put I it mean, on Raw and place it there. Well, technically it is, but they're not going to air it on TV. Right. And imagine Braun just walking around with a Middle East Championship. Now you don't just re- represent uh, Saudi Arabia. You represent Turkey and Israel and all of these. Middle Eastern cr- countries, right? right? Anyhow, moving forward, and I think I would like to buy that belt. That's one replica I think I would like. Mm-hmm. You know, not because of the green strap. Just it's it's actually a nice looking belt. We should talk about belts on one of these episodes. Oh yeah, I've been thinking about that for a minute. Like who okay. make them belts? You know, the top ten top top ten best and worst belts ever right. made and stuff like that. And Future even, show coming. And maybe even compare like the replicas because I've seen like these replica joints. They're like really fucking crazy right now. Right. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Um, there's a lot of companies, you know, people are, there's a lot of metal makers out mm-hmm. there and people need to work. Um, main so show. moving on to the main show. Right. Uh, and let me break this down. An, uh, Alexa comes out. Alexa, turn off. Okay. We just say Miss Bliss because I don't want my, the thing to turn on. Right on. But, uh, Miss Bliss comes out. She does her little thing. Hulk Hogan comes out, does his old man shindig. Mm-hmm. Um, fans welcome him back. I, fuck him. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll say it to his face. And uh, the, I don't it, care that you apologize to one nigga, just because one person shook your hand doesn't mean it's all good in the hood, brother. But um, and I shouldn't have done that. That's labeled as bad acting. Well, you but know, go moving forward. You can't. Paul, you, can't you can't go on to say the Sue brother. But uh, we also forgot that Yolanda Adams and the uh, and her choir started off America. Yeah, I'll boo a choir in a heartbeat. I don't care if a church is attached to it. But she did do good. 
She definitely did good, good. That was a, that was a decent song. At, you never argue with who sings the anthem, right? Um, not everybody can sing just like Frank Sinatra. So get used to it, folks. Right, they, right, they right. Hire right. Pe- they the, hire people with different vocal yeah, ranges, and she's to good. Sing. And she's an excellent singer, Yolanda yeah. Adams. She's a Grammy Award winning, and mm-hmm. I think she won a few Purple Awards. I forgot that's like a gospel thing, right, or something. But anyhow, moving forward. Um, Paul Heyman comes out and announces if we don't go on last, we go on first. I think they love putting on this work shoot thing with the WWE. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar then comes out. He's prepared to wrestle. I'm going to say this right now. Technically, this was the best match on the card. It was quick, it was easy, and it was effective, and it told the story. And it didn't make Brock look bad. No. And it didn't make... Uh, Seth looked bad either. At, at, at all, it just looked like they got the title off of him. From what the reports are, is that Brock was supposed to keep the title allegedly. Okay, allegedly he was supposed to keep the title, but I think he really wants to get prepared to try to fight Cormier because he's trying to from the UFC because he's trying to retire by his birthday. Right, and Brock is already in the USADA testing pool. He's looking. He looks when he goes into UFC shape, he always looks his best. Right. When he doesn't, he kind of looks a little flabby, but he is, you can tell he's in those beginning stages of USC shape, and mm-hmm. I like it. Seth Rollins gets the win. Three curve stomps to Brock Lesnar after the low blow to win the Universal Championship. Right, and then what was match number two? AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. This was very disappointing, and I'm, and... and Wow, you thought it was disappointing? Yeah, and this is these are the notes I wrote. No good, they phoned it in, felt forced. Mmm... I, I felt you, you know we was I people was expecting and the winner was AJ Styles. You picked Randy. I picked Randy. Um, the winner was AJ. Yeah. Um, um, I think we just picked Randy out of faithfulness and loyalty to who he is. Exactly. You but know, this match, it was a great athletic match. It was. And it was what wrestling is. Mm-hmm. But too much looked as if. Let's just get this done. The show was already long. Right. They wrestled for a decent amount of time. The, the the spots wasn't amazing, and maybe AJ might have been working with an injury going right, into this was match. T- there was talks about that that he was injured after mm-hmm. and so forth because he had to go home and whatnot right. after the after the event. But now that makes him four zero at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's he's already going to be labeled as one of the greatest champions they ever had. So yeah. him taking a win at WrestleMania is not going to mean much. But how did you feel about this match? Well, from an athletic standpoint. I liked what they were doing. I think that it brought out the best of Randy Orton and it brought out the best of AJ. Um, I think that um, I, they can they can they, they can played do a very bit more. safe. Yeah, they played it safe, but they 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 went with their. I wouldn't say they went with one hundred percent. They went kind of like seventy five on that. But um, I was intrigued just by the uh, just from the storytelling alone. What was going into the match and you how know, the match delivered to a degree. I don't. And this, I'm going to say this about this whole WrestleMania. Not one story was told on this show. Not one in-ring story was told. And if you go back and watch it, it looked like everyone's just watching the clock. Because this prediction of an eight-hour WrestleMania ruined everything. Yeah. And I think guys knew that they had a certain amount of time to do stuff, get it over with, Mm -hmm. and get it out. But it was what it was. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it was a bad match. I just feel they might have phoned it in. Match number four ended up being the SmackDown Tag Team Championships was right. the Usos versus Ricochet and Alistair Black versus The Bar versus Cisco Nakamura and Rusev. Mm-hmm. Um, this match was all over the place like yeah, Berg shit. It was. 
The Usos won and they retained the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Mark, you I, you said Nakamura and Rusev. Yeah, because I was going, I was going for the the new Sheik and Volkov right there, and that needed to be done. I and would love to see them win the titles. I was going for the Usos because logically, it made no sense to drop these titles to any one of these men. Alistair Black and what you call it, Ricochet. Ricochet is going to take a lot of rebuilding to fix these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they took a big loss Friday night yeah. at um, Barclay against the. Um, and we got two men who might not be in the company past mid of this year, right? Which was Nakamura and Rusev. Well, so. Actually, um, Shinsuke re-signed his contract. Big mistake. Belongs in New Japan, but that's his choice. Maybe this is where he wants to be. We can't knock where the business and the money is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's getting paid hefty just to stay. Yeah. Rusev, who knows what's going on with him, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Uh, we now know that what's his name has major back issues yeah, once again. Sheamus, and then now Cesaro's on Raw. Right, which we know he's not going to get a singles push, but he should. Mm-hmm. And the Usos are now over there on Raw. Right, which is good because they need that, what you call it. But we'll talk about that on the Raw show. But the Usos retain. Match was all over the place like bird shit. In mm-hmm. reality, they just could have kept this match between them two and Alistair Black, the Usos and Alistair Black, and it would have yeah. been a great show. Then we had the highlights of the Hall of Fame inductees. Of course, you know, they got to parade the Hall of Famers out. DX, Story Wilson. Do you felt Wilson. they came out too early? Yes, they did. And did X-Pac was too involved with the crowd, and Triple H is looking at him like, where the fuck are you at? Yeah. You know, he's like, you could see Triple H like, get over here, kid. Mm-hmm. And they're keeping the camera on them because they don't want to move away because they are the graduates. Right. They point at China. It is what it is. We'll talk about that on the right. review of that particular show. Um, pretty decent. It was what it was. And then we move on to match number four. False count anywhere. The Miz versus Shane McMahon. Now, I got a particular note on this. I, I picked the Miz. You picked Shane. Um, match number four told no story at all. The match fell apart completely. Fell apart when they completely when they went into the crowd, mm-hmm. and they based everything off of a high spot that was not needed. Exactly, and then not only that, the other thing that was um unnecessary was uh, the Miz's father getting involved in the match. I forgot all about that shit. That's Old why it was so forgettable. In. Yeah, yeah. so there's nothing much to say. I, I no longer like, you know, during the Attitude Era, we got a lot of matches that went into the crowd. Right. And when you go to a live event and you see them go into a fucking crowd, half the people, especially in an 80,000 seated building, you got people who are sitting behind the giant chi- Titantron, which was not showing the match. It just left the names up on the screen. Mm-hmm. So... If it just said WrestleMania on the screen and 60,000 people can't see, oh, and people cannot see the Randy Orton match That's true. because of the lighting issues and half the show for eight hours, for six hours, fans could not see because of this lighting thing that they had at the top of the bra- of, of the bridge that's mm-hmm. above the, the ring. Now, wouldn't it have been smart, like you said, they should have just broadcast the fucking show on the Titan Well, my thing is, if I was designing a WrestleMania, and I agree, if I was designing a WrestleMania, I would design... A double tri- Titan Tron. Hills come out of one side, faces come out the other side, where you have two Titan Trons, therefore people can see on the left and the right. Right. And you, if you're going to sell tickets behind the fucking Titan Tron, then build a flat monitor on a 45 degree angle right. so fans can look down at this giant and monitor. And can see it. Right. So I would do monitor the situation right. and keep it going. And then instead of letting the WrestleMania logo run, I would put the match on the screen because not every seat is a great seat in that big of a building. And cell phone footage is proving this. Yep. So it is what it is. 
Match number five ended up being Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin win. Dietrich picked Corbin. Mark picked Kurt. I don't know why I picked Corbin. I knew for some reason they was going to let this nigga win. Damn, I knew. Actually, I had that down there at the bottom of the uh, freaking card on what I had here, but I totally forgot about that match. You know, but yeah, it it was what it was. Because it shit Wait, about Baron Corbin. I'm wrong. That was match number ten. I just was so I oh, saw it okay. in front. But we jumped ahead. So just remember we're talking about this particular match early. It's out of place. Right. Match number ten is the nothing to Yeah, I think yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, so let's just finish with the Corbin thing. Yeah. So the match, um Corbin's music hits when he's halfway down the ring wow you didn't watch this one did you no i did i did see it unfortunately yeah but this match in it halfway down the ring i put laughing my motherfucking ass so Corbin came out looking like a bouncer it seems that kurt was it seems like kurt was not ready for this match and it was just watching guys go through the motions kurt angles kurt angle kurt's ankles Looks swollen in those orthopedic ASICs, mm-hmm. and 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 never mattered. It was it never mattered who his last match was. It ended on safe terms, and yeah. that is what the best. Well, at the end of the and day, and it's a small window to build Corbin, which will not happen. Well, build him to what? That's I, the whole point. It's yeah. a small window to build. But what what would end up being the match that came after Shane and the Miz? I got this one right here. Women's tag team title match: the Boston Hug Connection. Versus the Iconics versus the Divas of Doom versus <clears throat> the Samoan Steakhouse. Let's 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 give them their proper name Tamina, so we don't get yeah, shut down. Yeah, Tamina, once again. Um, Tamina Snuka and Nia Jax, who's out um, due to um, double ACL surgery on her knees. So well, she's when you retain time off. so much water, you know, it'll happen. Anyway, so moving forward. <laughs> You know, Moving forward, um, no, but seriously, yeah, that's a bad injury. That you could be out for a year with that. As a yeah. person who has knee injuries, I don't think that's well, she, knee injuries are very serious. So, so she has two of them now. So she's gonna be out for I, she's I, gonna be out for a while. And she tweeted that she's gonna be going for for quite some time. Most likely a year. That's right. a double knee surgery thing. Yeah, um, she's a she's a heavier woman, so her body uh, handles more. I wonder what did it. Or maybe it was she, something she was working with for a while. She's been working hurt for some time. So this was the time to take off. But I'll say this. It was a pretty decent match between the teams. You sure? Yeah. Would you like to see my notes on it? The winner was the Iconics, which on the show I kind of said I, would be, I wouldn't be shocked if the Iconics got it. But we both went with the Divas of Destruction. Right. This match number five, unorganized and a mess. Crowd only responded to Beth and Natalia. Mm-hmm. The, the Iconics won. Which makes them uh, no iconics come as the black swan. I don't know what I was trying to write there. I well, probably had some notes in my head as I was watching the show, but I think as we'll talk about on the Sasha Banks episode, which we're yeah. gonna have, I think the right team got the titles. Well, yeah, uh, you know, you may think that the right team got the titles. A lot of people may feel that way. A lot of folks don't. Personally, I, like I like I said, I I was kind of hoping that Natalia. And Beth would have yeah, won those but I don't think Beth is going into full... Full-time, nah. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. So, so, so I think with that, it was a little... You, eh. put, you put the belts on a full-time team, like the Iconics. And let them work, because that's what wrestling is about, is letting the people put the fucking work in mm-hmm. that's willing to put the work in, and that's what's most important. Right. Moving forward was, was the match that... Most people wanted to talk about match number six would end up being Kofi Kingston versus versus Daniel Bryan for mm-hmm. the WWE Championship. Right. Um, they show the belt at the beginning of the match when Big E is presenting 
by mistake where Big E is presenting Kofi with the gift that he says is going to be after the match. Right. So whatever it is a mistake was happened. Um, this destroyed the match because people was only waiting for the pinfall since they knew the way the new belt was already sitting there. Right. The match ended up being boring. Great athletic. E- this is my notes. Great athletic event. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit of modern day wrestling and, and past wrestling. Yeah. Great match. But people were only waiting for the pinfall. People started leaving their seats shortly after they um shortly after they um they announced the win. Before they announced the win. Now WWE.com released the Daniel the Kofi Kingston shirt five minutes before the match happens. Now, if you wanna not spoil the surprise. Don't put it you online. You don't do doofy shit like that. And how about you just keep the title? You should have put the title in the box. Or put the title under the announce table and leave it by their feet. Whatever it was, it did not work out too well. Another way that I knew that Daniel was winning, I mean, excuse Kofi. me, that, that Kofi was going to win the title from Daniel, was the promo that Daniel cut at the at well, the very beginning of the show. I don't know. Well, that was a that. day before the show. Yeah. That was early in the day. But right, this is they. From what I understand, it was very intense. This and I decision love that was made ten minutes before the show match happened. That's how, and this is a, a proven. That was the proven fact. They didn't even know what they was doing until the music hit. Mm. So no one knew. You get what I'm saying? Promo or no promo, this man is still on the fence about that. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Interesting thing, and. As I predicted what Kofi Kingston would happen, did you see the percentage that SmackDown dropped when he came out with the championship? No, I didn't see that. 35%. First time in SmackDown history. Wow. Men lie, women lie. Numbers Numbers don't. 35% that SmackDown. Wow. Just like I predicted. It's not that I was trying to be mean on this, that, and the other. This is going to be an uphill battle. Well... We'll okay. see what happens. Yeah. Well, right now they they needed to find and they had to find the first opponent for Kofi Kingston. Interestingly enough, his first opponent and is I Kevin called Owens. that and I've been called that since they had the pay per view in between. But I'm not mad at the win. Kofi won. It's a good moment. That's another thing about this WrestleMania. There are no feel good moments. They're trying to force feel good moments, but we never got a real feel good moment out this show. And when you're trying to create feel good, it's like when you're writing. You don't, as you tell a writer who's writing a script or a film or a comic, you do not write for the fans. You write for you, and the fans choose if they accept it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was to book a card, I'm going to book a card. Like the way I wrote it, I'm booking for me. And then if the fans like it, they like it. Right. But I think trying to hope and predict and create chairs and booze, you have that has to come by natural selection. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, this was a great show. People started leaving their sheet seats. The shirts went online. Mm-hmm. Five minutes before the match started, they end up putting Daniel Bryan's up. Ten minutes later, right. but if people are on the dot com website and people are like looking at what's happening, you know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. You know, story was lost in the match. I drifted off twice during this match. It was from the fatigue of the show. We're not the only podcasters who... Yeah, that did say that. However, um, looking at some of the clips and videos from other folks that watched the match, 
Um, a lot of people were genuinely happy for Kofi winning the oh, title. Oh, yeah, and that's you a know, good thing. Guys like uh, MVP, Crime Time. More well, of the wrestlers in the business and more of the black wrestlers. Yeah. But at this moment, it's not, like I said in another show, it's not about Kofi being the champion. It's about honoring. It's about making sure. because he, he, Because the next three months will determine mm-hmm. what this will do for other black men. So now we're in the first month already. With Kofi as champion. Yeah, and 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 they wasted time. Instead of having him defend titles, it seemed more like of they went back to the gimmick. And even what's his name said, there should have been no trumpet coming down to the ring. There should have been no more pancakes. Uh what's this guy's name? Solid Monster and JD from New York. No, not JD from New York. Um what's our, our, the the residential cycle of wrestling? Joe Cronin? No, we don't acknowledge him. What's this guy? The real Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Okay. okay. And he, he, I can't go verbatim for what he said, but he made some strong points, and I had to say, Mr. Cornette is correct. Moving forward, good match. Um, well, de- I'm not gonna say well deserved win. Very calculated win. They're gonna have to play this very smart. Mm-hmm. Kofi got the title. I'm happy for that. Let's hope that he that they they book him right because the Kevin yeah. Owens thing is. Eh, you know what I'm saying, but they could have just, you know, there should have been pe- that they should have did the six pack challenge with him next night on SmackDown, and they tried to pull the bait and switch with unifying the titles to get the crowd, yeah. and the fans was upset because we all know they're not unifying no belts exactly. at all. But moving forward, match number seven was Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio works in hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people. Did you notice how he came out dressed as? Yeah, he was dressed up as Mysterio. Uh, Mephisto. Mephisto? You, you sure? That's no, the, the original name, Mephisto from Spider-Man. No, that was Mysterio from Spider-Man. His name is really Mephisto. Mephisto's the devil. No, 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 no. Mephisto from Spider-Man. I know people get it mixed up. Okay. Because I because re- at the, first when I saw the suit, I'm like, okay, it's scaly. I, I, I knew see exactly. The gold. As soon as I, I saw the I saw the cape, I saw so, the little amulets on the cape. When I, I saw, saw it, I text myself. I text myself the time sequence it so I could say so I could put it on the screen. He came out dressed as Mephisto because he's a big Spider-Man fan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Mephisto, which is the villain, and then there's Mephisto, which end up becoming Mysterio. Mysterio, but the as uh, the correct pronunciation is Mephisto the Mysterious Mephisto from Spider-Man. The Mysterious, okay, right. If, if, if for hardcore Spider-Man fans, okay, okay, that but, would, um, that kind of makes sense now. But the, I mean, I thought it was a badass interest though. Yeah, the squash. It was a squash match because they say Ray was injured. But for the first time, Samoa Joe in a long time looked dominant. Mm-hmm. Decent match. Did nothing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not trying to be disrespectful, and then lackluster match number eight, as you, which is would be your boy, uh, Roman Reigns. Versus Drew McIntyre. Look, you can't boo him. He's a decent wrestler, but the cancer thing is going to only run for so long. You called Drew. I called Drew. Roman won the match. Yeah. Did you notice how they turned Roman Reigns' logo into a cancer survivor's logo? They crossed it at the bottom now. Oh, wow. Right. So it's so now. Okay. Yeah. So now you can't boo a guy with cancer. This match was not needed on the card. It was a basic win for Roman Reigns and a win for cancer victims and survivors. Right. I just was shaking my head in my notes. People still going to boo Roman on the low. Exactly. Not even on the low. On the loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's safe for him right now. But yeah. can we talk about the match of the night 
of the, the five finger stinker of the night. You talking about Lashley versus um Oh no, 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 no. Match number nine, which came right at right after Roman, Triple H versus Batista. Oh, okay, okay. Now yeah, we yeah, both yeah, picked yeah. Dave to win. Unfortunately, Dave did not win. Triple H's entrance was too fucking stupid. He comes out with this giant he had an entrance for the entrance to get into the ring, which was so fucking stupid. He comes out on a fucking trike. He does this Mad Max entrance, this horrible CGI sequence. He comes out with his two fingers, this two sweet in the air, the rock and roll sweet. It was just one of the most, it, it was like too much. And then he comes to the ring. You know what I need Triple H to do? Stand at the top of the ramp, spit water at the top of the ramp, light show, laser show, walk down to the ring, spit water on the people most disrespectfully, do your thing, bow down, have a wrestling match. I think maybe because he's an executive vice president, he can do what he wants. Let me tell you the problem with Triple H. Triple H's whole career is the entrance. And everyone he builds in NXT, it's about the entrance. And when you got these four-minute, five-minute long entrances for every person, you take away from the wrestling match. And, mm-hmm. I, and Eric Bischoff said it many years ago, and I didn't get it. He goes, the problem with Triple H is he's one of the greatest villains of all time, but he has a hero's entrance. Yeah, and you shouldn't have to. I'm like, if you're if you're, But a then jerk, again, a hero, a villain can be very dramatic on his way to the ring. Of course, you're supposed to. You know, you, I mean, like, going back to the times of Gorgeous George, coming out with the pomp and circumstance, you know, People were intrigued by seeing this motherfucker come to the ring. Right. And As half a homo, of course. Right. But, and, but and, and, and if you don't like me using the English language, go fuck yourself. Not you, but people in the world. Then you take Macho Man Savage and a Ric Flair who can yeah, but, also come up with the pomp and circumstance, but people love their entrance. Yeah, yeah, but see, their entrance, those are simple entrances. When a villain shows up in a film, it sometimes is the most dramatic scene. Right. And Triple H, and I understand what Eric Bischoff says, he has a hero entrance, but if you look in the film industry, which you know Triple H leans towards when it comes to these presentations, he is one of the first guys to have an entrance that lets you know an emperor is coming to the ring. Mm-hmm. He's still one of the only people in the business with that type of entrance. You know what I'm saying? That it feels emperoristic, King Conan style type shit. Right. Moving forward, Batista has the best entrance of the night. Yes, he does. I, I felt this should have been down. four more cars. They line up. He comes out. He does his gun thing. Xavier Woods is in the background going crazy. Yep. You know, Mark hates Batista, but Batista is loved by everybody behind the scenes and in the scenes. I'm going to be frank with you. I'm not a big fan of Batista I know the you don't like good looking wrestlers that are in super shape. Nah, actually, <laughs> listen, listen, hold on. I'm going to change my tune real quick because I'm entitled to. Yeah, that's right? your freedom, 100%. I personally think that Dave should have won the match. I think that Dave's entrance was great. I, I think agree. He, I think he matured as a wrestler. And he proves that he's only a bad guy. Exactly. And he works best as a heel, and he works best as an old school And heel. he's amazing at tripping into the ring and do, and then getting mad, and then walks back out the ring uh-huh. and cracks, and then catches himself joking around right. going back in. He popped for himself. And, you know, and I, can, and I can I can vouch for that. Now, many years ago, I've blatantly, openly stated that I wanted nothing but ill to come to him, but outside of the business, following him and watching what he's done, and then wanting and still having a passion to come back, you got to give all the credit in the world to Dave. So I, I tip my now, hat off to him. So in in this particular case, I became a fan of Dave Batista at WrestleMania. You know when I knew Dave was the man when he wrestled the Undertaker, and he put the Undertaker over so well. Mm-hmm. 
He, that's one of the best putovers in the business. Okay. Um, me personally, but anyhow, moving forward, um, obviously the match, like I wrote, Triple H's entrance was overdone. But Basisa match was on point, but he tripped into the ring. The plastic chain shit was too much for me. Yeah. You know, br- only Bruiser Brody and um, Stan Hansen can use chains and chains cowbells and, right. and get away with it. And Kane, because he did that pretty well. So now tell me something. So when Batista tripped, um, did his boy, um, the king of catering, show him how to trip down the aisle? No. That was that. that it would have been. It would have been. Cr- Notice people didn't blast him for it. Okay. People made fun of him, but people didn't blast him. But you can hear Shawn Michaels in the background go very low, go, oh, my God. <laughs> and then let me tell you something. Fuck you, Shawn Michaels, because you're very condescending on commentary. And I listen very closely. You won't acknowledge it as Batista, Dave this and Dave that. You're still being, you know what? I don't give a fuck what, what gods you pray to. You're still a shithead on the low. And you put that Bible in front of everyone to make them think that you're this great and saved man. But he shitted on Dave the whole match. Yeah, if you he go did back do and that. listen, he did do that. it was Dave this and Dave that. Oh, I don't know. And uh, this, that. And you know, acknowledge him as Batista. Acknowledge him as this and call the match. So, John C. So, He's he's John Cena. Um, what's his name? Is just a condescending fuck. Sean. And yeah, and that excuse me, and that is what that is. Um, then they the the match was very mediocre. Once again, the story uh, another WrestleMania match that the story fell apart in the ring. Batista did good in the ring. Triple mm-hmm. H did horrible in the ring. Yeah, I think Triple H thought it was supposed to be this dog fight because he's defending Ric Flair when. Triple H knows how to have a wrestling match, mm-hmm. and Batista is not a ring general, but he knows how to follow the lead. And these two had has had nothing but great matches in the past. Yeah, they have. And they a bit have. of it, that's one of Triple H's best opponents. I expected so much more for that. Um, it was a five finger stinker. Ended up being the match of the night, which for a lot of people was they thought was going to be the best match of the night. Um, uh, Bailey in the ring, and like Miz and Shane, like the Miz and Shane we match. Spots. Also, for the first time. Bret Hart gets to say, I told you so about Triple H's matches because he be, it, finally he did everything that Bret said he was. Triple H keeps his career intact even though it should have ended. Yeah. And I think he should have retired and whatever. At this point, does Elias come out? Yes, he does, comes out, and, and he has G- a segment with uh, John Cena. Yeah. Um, I don't know if WWE know their baseball history, but they redid one of the anchors, and that line drive did not happen and went over the foul ball, just to know. And if anything, John Cena, if he was going full hill, should have came out like a Boston Red Sox and says, I'm going to make sure I'm going to keep an 86-year curse going on you. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You should have came out like when Boston, because didn't Babe Ruth go to Boston? Yes, he did. So you should have you should have came out with Babe Ruth's number disrespecting New York if you was the master if you was thugonomics and exactly. you was healed for a night exactly um I don't think it was just logistical they rewrote history during the talk of it in the stand the other I thought it was complete trash um John Cena is always over no matter what he does him and Elias was trash I wish they Undertaker comes out the next night on Raw looks better than he has in 10 years mm-hmm. that should have been a Wrestlemania thing right. give Undertaker another ticker and call it a day. I, that should have been Undertaker's spot. Yeah. Kurt Angle should have been in Corbin's spot. Right. 
Um, I mean, Cena should have been in Corbin's spot. Cena should have been in Corbin's spot. Yes. Um, Bobby, whatever. Bobby Lashley defends and Match loses number 10. the Intercontinental title to the Demon Finn Balor. Um, so Bobby came out like a broke man Zeus with those contacts on, mm-hmm. looking like a gay vampire that uh, that has been sucking on the best steroid blood. <laughs> he looked like something out of that movie. Remember that movie with uh, John Claude Van Damme? It was supposed to be He Man Two, called Cyborg. Yeah, that was the original He Man Two script. Oh wow! Just so you know, a little bit of history. Thanks for the pinpoint there. Um, yeah, he looked like he was the gay cyborg in the movie Cyborg that Rob Van Dam knocked out in one scene and okay. then kept on running. And Finn Balor is officially the demon is dead. There's no reason for the sticking. When did this tongue thing come out? Was that a cue? I'm not going to do a bad acting. Stick your tongue out, pal. You know, this, that, and the other. This shit was just horrible. I need him to start changing this. Like when he would come out as Bane and come out as this and come out as that. You're letting Ray change his outfits whenever he wants. Yeah. Let Finn do the same thing. Fuck this toy shit. Make, you should be making more Finn Balor toys than a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, Bobby came out looking like a broke man Zeus with those yellow contacts. The Demon Balor is officially the white man's boogeyman. Um, that spare was pretty dope, though, that Batista came out. And Lashley's career is over because he got powerbombed by one of the smallest people on the roster. Bobby Lashley might as well join 205 Live. Um, a lot of people were saying that. That was, you don't do that. How, why does that? You think, that's First, like, hold on. Go ahead. Hold on. Because I want to lay in on this shit too. That's like letting Hulk Hogan at his prime be powerbombed by Chris Benoit. That ain't happening. Hold on. Dean Malenko powerbombing Hulk Hogan. 80s Hogan. That ain't happening. You get what I'm saying? You want to say about this match? I think Finn Balor should have just wrestled him as Finn Balor. Balor. Let go of the demon. My thing is this. If you were able to beat him... Or actually, unfortunately, if you weren't able to beat him as yourself, but you had to pin Leo Rush to win the title, what makes you think that the demon would have what it takes to beat this man and Bobby Lashley? They don't even make him a mystic being. No. I would have rather seen the demon versus Bray Wyatt. And then resurge of the new gimmick. Whatever. It was what it was. It but, was what it was. But uh, the, this Finn match Ballard, was yeah. just whatever. Let's just yeah. let's close out this episode with the Raw's Women's and SmackDown Women's Championship. Let's talk about it. Um, excuse me. They showed what's her name come in like her father did in '85. Right. Instead of landing inside the building, the bitch lands outside the building the day before. Whatever. And then if you look closely, one scene. The apron, the the uh, the collar of the outfit is not tucked in, and then they clip back, and then it's tucked in perfectly. I thought that was dope the way she flew in. Yeah, honest to God, truth. They should have made the helicopter sturdy, the 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 bridge above the ring sturdy enough. So let that she can Charlotte come down. land there. Right. Let her put her coat on on top. Let the helicopter fly away and get all that wind. Let the crowd go crazy. And how to elevate or bring her down from the center of the ring, mm-hmm. straight down to the center of the ring, spinning in a 360, honoring the Charlotte Flair. Yeah. That's just me. 
You know what I'm saying? You know that'd how dope nice. that would have been? A helicopter yeah. landing in the middle of the arena on top of that thing? No, that would have been crazy. Or you would have had two people sitting up there and she hop off as it hovers slightly and then it goes away and they put the suit on and the bitch is coming down like that. Like the queen of the fucking ring. That's just something I would have pitched. Okay. You know, you know, I'm big on entrances and shit right. like that. Then um, who comes out next, Ronda or Becky? Probably Becky did. Yeah, whatever. Becky comes out. No, Ronda comes. Yeah, Becky might Becky might have came out, and then no, Becky comes out first, then Charlotte, then, then Ronda. Ronda comes out with the live performance. I forget the band's name. Joan Jett. Joan Jett comes out. Great performance. I thought that, you know one of the real good performances. Um, I don't understand that song for Ronda, but it works. Talk about my generation. Yeah, uh, great song. She came in. I'm going to say Rhonda is the superstar of the night. She came in with 15 stitches in her calf. That's why she had the black thing covering it. Okay. Um, the stitches busted open. Wow. She broke her hand. Um, Rhonda did come out like a bad... Like Rhonda came out like a badass. Uh, Fair's helicopter was on some shit. The, per- the color of purple, which is the color of royalty, was the... Was with the, with the what do you call those? The garb that she wears. The yeah, robe. The robes, right. Um, Be- Becky comes out with her revert- reverse Bruce Lee outfit, um, basically saying like she's the man, this, that, and the other. The match did not complete the story. Again, a match that Ronda was the best person in the match, but this Ronda, this match was scrambling like eggs on a Sunday morning. Um, it just wasn't working. The match did not complete the story. It it fails to deliver midway through and mm-hmm. many misstep spots. These right. are my notes that I'm reading, people. Yeah, there was a lot of botches in that match. Camera cues are not good. Time to, time to fire Bucky the Beaver. Becky missed climbing to the top rope, as you saw. Renee Young is the worst. Her commentary was just not good. Cole cleans up Ronda's language when she says... Um, she says something. She says, shut up, bitch. And then Renee Young goes, that's not what she said. It's a PG fucking show. Let him clean up the language, bitch. What are you doing? What's your mouth? Shut the fuck up and talk when you're told to. Leave with Dean when you get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they bossed the table spot. Right. Um, it felt like it felt like Monday Night Raw. The match. A 10-hour Monday Night Raw? The, yeah. The match <laughs> meant, well, that particular match felt like a Monday Night Raw. Okay. Um, the match meant nothing, and women will not main event next year's WrestleMania. Well, unless someone curries a favor. Yeah. They said the attendance record for the show was 84.2 thousand. I think it was more 81 point something reported by the building itself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they always drum it up a little. Right. But everyone makes it seem like, oh, no, it was only 60,000. They added 20. You know how many empty seats would be there if it was only 60,000? Yeah. Um, and they had a good portion of the building tarped off behind the Titan Tron. Mm-hmm. So long story short. Um, Becky Lynch got the pinfall with a crucifix pin up. That, on, um, that was botched. And yeah. in reality, here's another thing that bothers me. Why didn't you put the lead woman referee in there from NXT that you had earlier on the show for the women's tag team titles? Why didn't you let a woman referee referee the match and let her hold up the two titles and hold up the hand? Because that dude completely messed up that match. And Ronda gets up like, what the fuck is going on? I think that was supposed to be the ending, but somehow it just got botched. Right. And it's all the referees' fault how that spot fell apart. Um, it is what it is. She gets the pin. WrestleMania's over, and I was happy. <sighs> I, I think everyone was hit. happy. Yeah, I was <laughs> done with it. The show, 
I give it a, a hard four out of ten. I'm gonna give it a three. It is what it is. Um, it, because number one, and my, the reason why I give it a three, it was because I wasn't intrigued with WrestleMania. Nothing captivated me about being excited for WrestleMania. Yeah, it you just know, wasn't, it's not like how it was years ago. Right. I I can't disagree with you. It really is one of those. It, it really is one of those things. You know what I'm saying? Where you just sit here and you go like, Jesus fucking Christ. If you guys drop the ball one more time, one more fucking time, we're going to have to have a fight. And this year's WrestleMania felt phoned in, and it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. It's WrestleMania. I get it. It's never going to be the perfect show. Nah. But it some is thing, what it is. Some things were good. Some things were bad. And it just seems like the bad, in this particular case, outweighed the book, outweighed the good. Um, I would say the bad in the majority of it all was the booking, the planning, and the arranging yeah, you, of the you, entire show. They should be booking WrestleMania the moment SummerSlam ends. Right. You get what I'm saying? Setting Depending plan, on who's healthy seeds. and who's not. Right. right. Planting seeds as to who's going to do what. You know, I think that a person who should have been involved in the U.S. title matches should have been um, Andrade's. To kind yes. of help boost that up. Yes. You know what I mean? You had I think him and Joe would have had a great match if right. Renee couldn't if 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 Ray couldn't couldn't do it. Right. I think that the uh the Miz and Shane McMahon match would have been a lot better if they didn't have that hardcore stipulation to it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're not gonna convince people that the Miz is a hardcore fighter. He is not a strong style fighter. He's always said he is a safe fighter. He is a safe wrestler. I mean, in his moments, but it's just the shit was trash. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it is what it is. They, here's the beauty. People will be there next year and will be ready to comment, critique, be upset or be happy. Right. And I, will, I don't think we're going to get a good WrestleMania until 40. Yeah, maybe. I'm being honest with you. I think it's going to take a few years and a few overhaul. We are at that 1995 stage in wrestling right now. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it with W with AEW on the rise and all these other things coming. Mm-hmm. Um, competition will only create greatness. Exactly. And they need competition. They, they damn sure do. You uh, know, it is what it is. We thank people for listening to the episode. We enjoy it. This was episode number 53, mm-hmm. WrestleMania Review. We did it on purpose, two weeks on purpose, so we can settle in and really put our thoughts together. I right. don't like people who do reviews immediately because you're reacting and you, it's like listening to a song and saying this is the greatest album ever. There's so many instruments to listen to and emotions to take into that I think it takes a good month to review something. Absolutely. So for us, I think spending two or three weeks after WrestleMania and waiting to review was probably one of the best things to do. Mark, I thank you once again for the show. Next, uh, The next episode, episode 54, we will be talking about what happened the two weeks following Raw. Matter of fact, Let's, yeah, let's talk about Monday Night Raw and SmackDown and knock that out and give okay. the people that. And then we'll go into the NXT review and the G1 Supercard review. Bet. Thanks, you guys.